You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Trevor Noah, and this is The Daily Show. I'm so excited because, you know, we're in a new studio. We're switching things up. We're playing around with new ideas. And tonight, we've got a brand new musical sidekick by the name of Jason Isbell, everybody. Wow, this is exciting. What's going on, Jason? I'm excited to be here, Trevor. Oh, man, you're excited. I'm excited. Superstar. Huh? All those Grammys, all those skills on the guitar, and now you're here with me? Man, we're gonna have so much fun, because we're gonna be doing the classic thing, where I'm gonna tell jokes, and then on the punchline, you're gonna do like a little riff. <laughs> what? I love it. <laughs> Just like that. This is gonna be so much fun. All right, uh, this is a new era for the show, people. I'm excited. Jason Isbell, Trevor Noah, what a team. All right, let's kick things off with the latest in technology. If you haven't flown for a while because of the pandemic, well, planes might look a little different the next time you board one. Would you fly in a plane with no windows? Well, a company in Oregon hopes so. Rosen Aviation is showing off their Maverick project. It's a concept of a windowless airplane cabin. Instead of real windows, there'd be screens that you see right there. They look just like windows, showing off virtual views of outside. For instance, if you're flying over a mountain range, you would see the mountains and information about them on a screen. Right now, the concept applies to only private jets, but the company says next year, they'll show off a version for commercial airliners. They're replacing plane windows with screens? Come on, guys, if I want to see boring pictures of nature, I'll just look at my screensaver. That was the, that was the punchline. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I thought it was going to be like something more like if, if I want to see uh, pictures of boring things in nature, I'll just look at a white woman's Instagram. <laughs> that would be like, fu- like a little funnier. At, uh, yeah, if you played the guitar for mine, people probably would have laughed as well. Cause like the riff actually helps people. But it was cool, your joke was cool. I think we both had, um, anyway. And hey, um, was this even necessary? Like. How about instead of replacing the windows, you airlines replace the in-flight meals with something we actually want to eat? Or like, how about maybe if we say like, making the bathrooms bigger? And those doors are so small, I don't even have room to sit down when I pee. Okay, okay, okay. okay. That's why I fly Spirit Airlines. The whole plane's the bathroom. No, hey, Spirit Airlines is my thing. No, no, Spirit Airlines, no, don't stop. This isn't gonna stop, stop laughing. This is a place of business. This is a place of business. You can't come here and play guitar. This isn't gonna work. Coming to you from the heart of Times Square, the most important place on Earth. It's The Daily Show, Ears Edition. Tonight, America rolls out the unwelcome mask. Jordan goes to school. And Jason Isbell. This is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. All right, let's kick things off with the coronavirus vaccine. It's like a condom, but for your lungs. By now, we all know that people need two shots of the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines in order to have full immunity. But recently, both companies said that people can actually get better than full immunity with a third shot. So, yeah, I guess COVID shots are like iPhones now. 
you think you're all upgraded to the latest and greatest, and then a few months later they have a new vaccine with an extra camera. So now there's a question about who should be able to get that third shot. Breaking overnight, the FDA authorizing Pfizer's COVID vaccine booster, making millions of Americans immediately eligible to receive a third shot. Among those who can get the extra dose of protection, people 65 and older, those at high risk for severe illness, and people who are frequently exposed to COVID at their jobs, like healthcare workers, school teachers, and grocery store employees. The third Pfizer dose must come at least six months after the second shot. An unknown number of people have already gotten unauthorized booster shots with little oversight to stop them. Dr. Peter Grinspoon, a primary care physician, says he's been bombarded by patients who want an extra dose. A lot of people are asking, how could I portray myself as immunocompromised? And, you know, it puts you in a little bit of an awkward position. Man, this country is living in two different worlds. Right? One side is doing everything they can to avoid getting the vaccine, and the other side is going to their doctor like, can you give me AIDS? Come on, do something. I wanna get that booster shot. Come on, doc. And what's funny to me is Americans are debating whether or not they should get their third shot. Meanwhile, people in many countries around the world still haven't gotten their first shot. And hey, I'm not hating, you know? I just feel like maybe to make Americans aware of what's going on globally. Every time someone in America gets a booster shot, they should have to do it in front of an African guy. Oh yeah, back for thirds, huh? No, no, go ahead. No, no, I'm fine, I'll wait, I'll wait. No, enjoy it, enjoy it. Super immune, <laughs> look at you, huh? <laughs> but let's move on now to Halloween, the holiday when goblins and vampires find out what cultural appropriation feels like. The spooky celebration is just one month away, which means it's time for the nation's pollsters to stop asking which political party should kill and eat the other and start asking questions like this. Trending this morning, some spooky news. <laughs> the belief in ghosts is up 400% over the last four decades. 46% of Americans believe in ghosts today compared to only 11% 40 years ago. Well, there's also the belief that ghosts appear because something needs to be corrected, like not having a proper burial or a murder suspect. Yeah, this is spooky, okay? Has still not been caught. Yeah, of course more people believe in ghosts. COVID has made a lot more of them. And as for the idea that ghosts are sticking around these days to correct something, people, that is so ridiculous. I mean, the reason ghosts stick around is because they need to finish all the TV shows they were watching. That's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, heaven can wait. When I'm dead, I'll finally have time to see how Better Call Saul ends. And look, between Trump's a Russian agent and the vaccine has a microchip, I feel like ghosts are almost the least crazy thing that people believe now. You know, I actually personally wouldn't mind having a ghost to talk to. You know, ghosts are sensible and they care about the environment. Well, that's why they're always turning off your lights and stuff. Helps save your electri electric bill. Although if ghosts really are among us, I feel bad for them. I mean, cause this must be the most boring time to be a ghost, right? People's lives are really trash right now. What are you watching? Okay, now Todd's eating. Now Todd's pooping. Now he's done pooping, but he's just sitting there scrolling through Twitter. Yo, is there a hell I can go to? This is some bullshit. But let's move on now to our top story, the border. It's the velvet rope around Club America. And right now, the line to get in the club is a total shit show. This morning, our closest look yet at what's become the nation's newest border flashpoint. It's a place where thousands of desperate Haitians wait and hope 
their journey doesn't end here. Who stays, who goes, and how much longer can they wait? Thousands of migrants living in makeshift huts, sleeping in the dirt, waiting their turn to get processed by U.S. immigration authorities. Haitian migrants scrambling to find their place in line. And arguments break out on the tarmac as U.S. deportation flights ramp up in an effort to clear out the camp in Del Rio in the next nine to ten days. Just outside the bridge camp, there are state troopers lined up as far as the eye can see in either direction here. The point is to build a wall of vehicles to prevent anyone from slipping into the U.S. Oh, man. Donald Trump must be so mad that Biden has a cooler border wall than he could ever come up with. He's probably sitting there like, how is this possible? He turned my wall into a transformer. I didn't know you could do that. It's also gonna be really funny when one of those agents forgets their keys in the car. Hey, that migrant's driving away with my border wall. But yes, basically what happened is that thousands of Haitian migrants all suddenly showed up at the border trying to get into the US. And I know right now a lot of people are asking, Haitians? Dude, I didn't know America shared a border with Haiti. That doesn't make any sense. Well, it turns out when you hear the details, it's complicated, but it actually does make sense. The mass migration of Haitians to the U.S. has been years in the making. Many moved to Central and South America after the 2010 earthquake in Haiti, but poor economic conditions and false information have them making the journey to the U.S. border. Three years ago, I left Haiti. I sold my lands to go to Chile. In Chile, we found out Biden said we could enter, so we entered. We are very concerned that Haitians who are taking this irregular migration path are receiving false information that the border is open or that temporary protected status is available. That is false information. Our borders are not open and people should not make the dangerous journey. If you come to the United States illegally, you will be returned. Whew, this is really messed up. A lot of these people came to the US because they heard that the border was just open, which it's not. But I mean, can you blame them for being confused? Like America's immigration policies are super schizophrenic, you know? Cause Bush was like, we need a path to citizenship for illegals. <laughs> and then Obama was like, uh, we're a nation of immigrants, but uh, I will deport your ass. And then Trump came in and was like, you know me, my thing is the wall, that beautiful wall. Some say even Jericho didn't have walls as beautiful. And honestly, Biden is just adding to the confusion because how are migrants supposed to know that when Biden says stuff like this. A nation where we live by the values that embraces immigrants, refugees, asylum seekers, does not slam the door on those fleeing persecution, violence and oppression. What he really means is I'm rolling back some of Trump's policies but the one that lets me deport asylum seekers during a pandemic, I'm keeping that one. So Biden isn't just letting everyone in. Many are being allowed to stay and apply for asylum, but thousands are being flown back to Haiti. So I get how this could be confusing. And also, if any of those Haitians had been watching Fox News, well, that's probably another reason that they thought now was a really good time to come. If uh, Joe Biden's elected president, I, th I think the only thing that'll be open will be the jails and the borders. The Biden administration has actually, actually been crystal clear and their message is our borders are open and come on in. The Biden administration has an open border policy. The Democrats today 
support open borders. You know, if you're a terrorist wants to come to this country, you got 200 miles of open border. It's as if there's a bat signal that has gone off in Del Rio, Texas. Everyone come here because the border's wide open. Wait, wait, wait hold, hold up. A bat signal is attracting all of these migrants? I mean, that would only make sense if all the migrants were Batman. In which case, hell yeah. We should let all those guys in. Who wouldn't want America to have 10,000 more Batman? I mean, then we could finally stop all this penguin crime. And you know, Fox News can blame Biden, but they're also part of spreading this false message. I mean, if people see this stuff on TV, they don't know Fox News is bullshit. I'm sorry, opinion. They just see news. But the border is not open. It's never been open. And because it's not open, thousands of Haitians are now meeting America's border patrol head on. This morning, the White House is seeking more information on what it is calling horrific footage at the U.S.-Mexico border. A number of agents on horseback can be seen trying to keep migrants from crossing into the country while threatening them with what appears to be horses' reins or ropes, including families like this one holding a baby when the agents get dangerously close. As they try to pass, the agent said this to them. Hey, you use your women? Is this why your country Because you use your women? Holy shit. Did you hear what that guy said? He's like a Facebook comment riding a horse. And look, I get that your job is to secure the border, but I didn't know that hurling racist insults at people is part of the job. You know, that's like if part of a TSA agent's job was to roast people as they pass through security. Excuse me, sir, I'm gonna need you to take off your shoes and burn them in the trash, cause those things are ugly, man, shit! Why you walking around with those, man? Oh, those are some nasty ass shoes. Yeah, you good, come on, come on, go on. You good, man, you good. All right, yeah, you got that out? Take your laptop out. Oh, and another thing. Can we stop involving horses in all the shit that we do as human beings? They don't wanna be involved, right? They have nothing against immigrants, but now they're in the newspapers too. They've just been cursed with very rideable bodies. I feel like this has been a tough month for horses. First, America stole their worm medicine, and now they're getting canceled. It's not fair. Now, needless to say, these images have stirred up a lot of blowback. And this isn't the usual Republicans versus Democrats thing. No, no, no. This time, the Biden administration is getting flack from its own team. I'm pissed. I'm unhappy. And I'm not just unhappy with the cowboys who were running down Haitians and using their reins to whip them. I'm happy with the administration. We are following the Trump policy. What the hell are we doing here? What we witness takes us back hundreds of years. What we witnessed was worse than what we witnessed in slavery. Cowboys with their reins again, whipping black people, Haitians into the water. Oof. You know a black woman is angry when she's willing to come out in the rain and risk her hair to tell you how she feels. And I understand her frustration with Biden, you know, because Democrats promised that they would handle the border with more humanity. But now, it looks like a dude ranch run by Tucker Carlson. I will say though, I will say, I disagree with Auntie Maxine saying, this was worse than slavery. Oh, I feel like that line, we should only ever say for things that are worse than slavery. 
And like, don't get me wrong, I get where Auntie Maxine is coming from, right? You got a white guy up on a horse, he's swinging his reins at a bunch of black people. Those are some of the main ingredients of slavery. You know, you see that stuff together in one place and that's where your mind goes, but it's not worse than slavery. It can happen to you. Like I remember going to a kid's birthday party where there was a pony ride and I was like, whoa, is this slavery? No, Trevor, it's Jimmy's birthday party. Okay, but if you make me pick that cotton candy, I'm calling my mom. So look, as much as people would like to solve this issue in a tweet or a TikTok video, the truth is, the ugly truth is, immigration is one of the most complicated issues to figure out. And it becomes exponentially more difficult when 15,000 people show up on your doorstep. I mean, I can barely handle it when five of my friends show up unannounced. And America may not be able to fix its immigration policies overnight, but what it can try to do, the least it can try to do, is remember that yes, you are enforcing your border, but at the very least, you can treat the humans you're dealing with with the humanity we all deserve. All right, when we come back, Jordan Klepper goes back to school. You don't wanna miss it. Welcome back to The Daily Show. School has started in America, but many parents are not happy with the new COVID rules their children have to obey. So we sent Jordan Klepper down to hear these parents out in another episode of Jordan Klepper, Fingers the Pulse. I'm in Johnson County, North Carolina, marching with anti-mask protesters to what has become America's new Thunderdome, school board meetings. North Carolina parents are desperate to get their kids back into schools, but with packed ICUs and COVID cases in children four times what they were last year, new studies in the CDC are recommending masks as a way to keep in-person learning. But packed school board meetings and new stars of the right are upset because putting on a piece of cloth is just too much. I'm against all mandates. So from there, I don't be where it's mask, where it's vaccinations, I'm against it all. Masks will never protect Americans. Uh, masks don't work. My child was suffering after wearing his mask for so long. What kind of issues has he had? He's had acne on his face from, you know, the mask covering and not letting his skin breathe. Has he had COVID? No. But he has had acne? Yes. <laughs> so, have you had to choose? No. What's wrong with having children wear masks in school? Well, you're breathing in the toxins that your body is trying to get rid of. How do surgeons do it? That is a good question. There's been some new studies that have come out both by the CDC and by even Duke University talking about masks being helpful, especially in a school situation. I challenge anybody to put a mask on and five minutes later smell that funk and think it's good for you. So there's science and then there's the smell test and you're going with the smell test. Yes. What, what are some of the ways kids suffer when they have to wear masks? I think breathing. I've done a little bit of research about the carbon dioxide that people are saying is an issue now with the mask. Wearing a mask helps stop the spread of COVID in settings like a school. But they they still, they're outside. Like right now, I mean, for, I mean this is a kind of example. There's kids out there playing and stuff. Well, we're outside yeah. right now. When mm -hmm. you go inside, isn't it beneficial to wear <laughs> a mask if you're close to someone? Uh-uh. No. No, I, don't, I mean, I don't think so. The science says it is helpful to wear a mask so it doesn't mm -hmm. spread when you're in close proximity indoors. The science? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think, I mean, cause they're, oh, I don't know. I just, do y'all edit this? I'm sorry. 
So some people are bewildered by science, both the practice and the word. But maybe scary images like full ICUs would have an impact. Wearing a mask, what's the harm? Well, for kids, the harm is they can't gauge emotional awareness of other kids. They don't see the facial expressions. Do you think not being able to see people's lower halves of face outweighs the dangers that COVID might pose to kids and communities? Well, the dangers aren't what you think they are. The ICUs here are full. Yeah, but how many positive tests in all of North Carolina have died? How many are sick? The ones in the ICU are pretty sick. Yeah. I've been in ICUs three times in the last year and a half with my wife and have questioned the nurses and doctors. You have ICUs full of people suffering from COVID, right? Do you now? Is that true? Or are they yeah. just being the diagnosis on paper? I've walked through the hospitals, I've videotaped inside the hospitals, and guess what? It's not full of COVID patients. Now I'm worried about COVID and security measures at North Carolina hospitals. Like so many of these school board battles, it was never about just one thing, but more of a general airing of grievances. Well, we got a governor here that thinks it's okay to have CRT in the classroom. They need to focus on educating and not indoctrinating our children here in North Carolina. No CRT, that's ridiculous. We're saving the kids from all that's going on with CRT, critical race theory. Here in North Carolina, they don't need to learn about racism in school. No, where are they going to learn about racism most? Walking past one of the tobacco fields? Well, no, not walking past the tobacco field, so, you know, it's not, it's not like that. It was hard to sum up the outrage of that afternoon. There were many thoughtful political statements being made. But looking around, it was difficult to miss the real catchphrase of the day. I don't co-parent with the government. Well, you don't want to co-parent with the government. Don't get pregnant in Texas. Well, there we go. Right. Don't get pregnant anywhere. Your kids go to private school? They are enrolled in public school. Isn't that kind of co-parenting with the government? No, it isn't, because you know why? We have a board of education. We also elect who our officials are. We get to have a voice. Right, so you work with the government. We do. In parenting decisions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're here in public school. So you do kind of co-parent with the government. In that regard, I guess, yeah. If you want to say my taxes pay for that, yeah. But you're giving back your child tax credit. So, I mean, this crowd that was ready to fight for what they believed in was using the power of democracy that was bestowed upon all of us by our founding fathers. Did you vote for school board? No. No. I don't even vote. You don't even vote? No. You could vote for somebody who reflects I, your values. I could vote. You're right. Yeah. But that's a hassle. Take the time to do it. I'm sorry. But at the end of the day, they saw this as a fight against something much more disturbing than kids' face coverings. It's terrible for them to wear masks. Absolutely. It's just absolutely terrible. It's a sign of slavery. Very basically. Wearing a mask is a sign of slavery. I discovered in my research also that Satanists stand six feet apart. They wear masks during the rituals. Who does? Satanists. Satanists. Six. Their rituals. That's six. Feet apart. Wear masks. I don't know. Is it coincidence? I don't know. Sure. Satanism is, well, we're, we're at war with Satan. And... How are we doing? I think we're winning. Good. <laughs> Finally some good news. I have no, no fears. No fears, but a healthy belief in Satanism and its uh, effect in the COVID. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much for that, Jordan. All right, when we come back, Jason Isbell is joining me on the show. So don't go away. Welcome back to The Daily Show. 
My guest tonight is Grammy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and musician, Jason Isbell. He's here to talk about his new cover album, how he's handling COVID at his concerts, and why he loves Georgia. Jason, welcome to the show. Trevor, thanks for having me. It's so good to actually have you. I mean, it's been a while since I saw you physically in person. I feel like I saw you virtually, and now you're here. Yeah. You know, mano a mano. I saw you virtually, too. It was, it was actually through the uh, lockdown. It was nice to watch you in like your home setting like hey, i enjoy i enjoyed those i shows. appreciate that man thank yeah. you very much how's your daughter by the way she's good she's six she says hello yeah yeah she's still in love with you i appreciate that hasn't waned at all i you know that's all i look for in life as i go <laughs> like how much do little children like you in like a good wave on yeah. tv and stuff yeah. that works i mean it worked for the beatles who worked for yeah all, you know kids love the true great so i think you're on your way let's talk about the music you know, uh, you're getting back out on the road again. Now you've got a brand new album, which is, it seems like a, just like a love letter, essentially, to the state of Georgia, mm-hmm. right? Georgia Blue. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it, if I understand it correctly, it's, it's covers of like famous songs about Georgia in some way, shape or form. But first of all, why the album? And then like, why did you choose to make it the way that you made it? Well, I was watching uh, the election, presidential election, and I saw there was a good chance that Georgia was gonna go blue. And I was very excited. And I know like you're not supposed to tweet like pledges excitedly. You're not supposed to make promises on Twitter when you're excited. But I thought if Georgia goes blue, I'll make a record of my favorite Georgia songs. I'll donate all the proceeds to, to voting organizations right. in the state of Georgia. And, uh, and it did. And it was great for me because then it's like, oh, I get an excuse to make a covers album because mm-hmm. I'm a songwriter and I'm supposed to go in with all these songs written and I got to play them for the band and it's terrifying because I don't know if they're any good yet. And, you know, the band hears them and then we record them. And this was nothing like that because it was like, I can take these songs that I love, REM songs, Gladys right, Knight, right. Otis Redding, James Brown, you know, um, uh, Cat Power, uh, Indigo Girls, all these songs that I know already are great songs going in and just go in and work the machines and have fun with the bands. I've always wondered this, when, when you're making like a covers, so you call it a covers album or yeah. a cover album? I was, covers album. Covers album. Yeah. Well, I'm just learning new things every day. So it's covers. probably, like overseas, it's probably a cover album. Yeah, I think so, we were like just- Drug and drugs, it's the same. That's true, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, we, we said cover album when I was growing up. And, and then your name as well. Some people say Isbel. Mm-hmm. Yes. You say Isbel. I say Isbel. And even in Texas, there are Isbels who will correct me on how I pronounce it. But you Isbel. But I'm Isbel, yeah. Because I've said Isbel before and you didn't correct me. No, I don't, I don't correct people, uh, you know, myself, because it's like, get creative with it. It doesn't bother me. Letter, okay. Letterman never said it right. I was on his show so many times. He never said it right. We told him what it was. Ah, no, I know. I'm going to say But I mean, in, in everyone's defense, it is I-S-B-E-L-L. It looks like Isbell. It really does. So how did it become Isbell? I, I don't know. Probably because we're from Alabama, and sometimes we mispronounce some things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the town where I grew up, the, the, the closest city was Muscle Shoals, and they spelled it like muscle, even though they meant it like a muscle Oh, shell. wow. They spelled it like a muscle. And it's in North Alabama, so it's nowhere near the coast, so everybody's always confused. Okay, okay, that makes, okay. Yeah. So covers album, Jason Isbell, B-E-L-L. Yes. I like this. You see, we're getting to know each other. We are. This is, this is good. Um, the tour. 
you were one of the first artists who came out and put pressure on not just the fans, but on the venues to say, hey guys, we can do the shows, but let's do it in the safest way possible. You know, we've got to get people vaccinated and people, or at least have to get tested before they come to the shows. And at first you got some pushback, but then now like venues have jumped on board, you know, the biggest promoters have jumped on board. It's becoming the industry standard. Seems like a risky move to make initially, but you felt really strongly about it. I did, yeah. And, you know, there were others who were doing it at the same time, some people who did it before I did it. Um, but it was the right thing to me. And, you know, I got into this business and this job because I wanted to enjoy my life. Mm -hmm. And this was the thing that I loved doing the most. And I worked hard for a long time and got real lucky and finally got to the point where I don't feel like I'm going to work when I get up on stage to That's do my nice. job. But if I'm up there worried about people getting sick in the audience and maybe people dying because they came to that show and caught right, something, right. I'm not enjoying my job. And I don't want to do it that way, you know. It shouldn't have come down to us. It shouldn't come down to entertainers. It shouldn't come down to venues or promoters. You know, in my opinion, there should have been leadership from the top. We shouldn't have had to step out and say, you know, I'm going to do this. But were you, were you worried, though, that you would alienate some of your fans or lose people who'd say, like, oh, Jason, why are you forcing me to get vaccinated? Why are you buying into the? Were you worried about that at all? No, I have spent a lot of years trying to run people off using, like, my Twitter, <laughs> uh, my inter you know, so when this day came, finally, it's like the ones who are left around are going to go along I with I like this. that. And my, I'm lucky, you know, I'm lucky to have a fan base that are open-minded to things like this, that are into stuff like science, and, you know, and uh, <laughs> so it wasn't as big a risk for me. And right. I understand for some other artists it would be a bigger risk, but I've spent years sort of pruning this cultivating this fan base by saying things that I knew would uh, offend a few of them at a time. And I think we've built a pretty nice little core of okay. people who want to do the right thing. You okay. Know? Well, I'll tell you this, man. Um, you always make amazing music. Um, the reason behind the album is, is pretty fun. I love that it was just a, a Twitter, you know, over-promising yeah. over on Twitter and then de de delivering. You got something deliver. people don't do, by the way. They don't deliver on Yeah, people Twitter say promises. a lot of things on Twitter. If this happens, I'll do this. And then you were like, no, I will, I'll make the album if this happens. And then you made the album. You gotta build a Twitter account people can trust, Trevor. I appreciate it. It's important. This. Congratulations on the new album. Thank Congratulations you. Congratulations on getting back on the road. And uh, please tell your daughter I said hi. I will, thanks, Trevor. Good seeing you, man. Uh, Jason Isbell and the 400 Units Georgia Blue Benefit album will be out October 15th. We're gonna take a quick break, but we'll be right back after this. Well, that's our show for tonight, but before we go, don't forget, The Daily Show has launched a brand new merch collection, which is inspired by our segment, If You Don't Know, Now You Know. Now, 100% of the Viacom CBS proceeds will be donated to 826 National, the largest youth writing network in the country that sets up underserved students for success with the power of writing. So if you want to support 826 National and look fresh at the same time, all you gotta do is scan the QR code below or head to the link below. Until next week, stay safe out there, get your vaccine, and remember, ghosts aren't real. So there's nothing to worry about. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central, and stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.